peace to you, grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Please, please be seated. There's a certain amount of desperation that hits my heart during this season, and maybe you can identify a little bit with the the desperation of trying to find absolutely the right gift for the people you love. Or maybe you've already Googled and Amazoned everything, and you have it all figured out. You had the packages arrive at the front door. You stuck those packages in your closet, and you're you're good. (laughs) Not not me. Uh Uh-uh. Not this year. I have absolutely nothing figured out whatsoever with my wife and my daughter sitting in the church. I say to you, dear ladies, I haven't purchased a thing yet and don't know at all what I'm going to do. And I'm telling you that drives a sense of desperation in my heart uh, to, to kind of figure it out, to, to do the right thing in the right way. And, You just want, when they open that gift on Christmas Eve, for their eyes to shine and for their heart to beat a little quicker and for them to go, man, that's great, rather than going, a rolling pin. What a a thriller. It's hard, isn't it? And as the time gets closer, as things draw closer to December 24th, there's this sense of desperation. And you Google and you look and you try to figure it out. And tick-tock, tick-tock, it can't be delivered, it can't be delivered. And, and now it's too late. December 23rd, when I sit nervously around the tree, hoping against hope that somehow God will levitate the right gifts under the tree, it's just a little bit too late. And desperation in any arena of our lives, desperation does not wear well or lead us to good decision-making. Desperation. As Isaiah was speaking the word of the Lord to the people of God, there was a sense of desperation among the people. And perhaps that's why these words from our Old Testament lesson speak so marvelously into our time. This is verses 6 through 10. The wolf shall dwell with the lamb and the leopard lie down with the kid and the calf and the young lion and the fatling together and a little child shall lead them. And the cow and the bear shall feed, their young ones shall lie down together and the lion shall eat straw like an ox and the little child shall play on the hole of the asp and the weaned child shall put his hand on the cobra's den. They shall not harm nor destroy on all my holy mountain. For the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. And in that day, there shall be a root of Jesse, which shall stand for a symbol to all the people. To it shall the Gentiles seek, and his resting place shall be called glorious. Desperation. The Israelites were getting to be in a desperate place. The The king was set to go out and negotiate and figure out how he could preserve his kingdom. They had no idea what the future was going to look like. They they knew what God had said, that God had said, I am your God and you are my people and you can trust me. And in your desperate moment, I will be there for you. And the king said, well, it's a little more desperate, Lord. We need a little bit more hands-on thing. Maybe like you were with Moses and Joshua and those people, maybe that's how you could be with me. 
the big armies sitting to the east of the land and the king goes and negotiates in desperation for peace. The king negotiates with the king. The Lord told him to have nothing to do. Desperation. He did what he wasn't supposed to do because he was desperate. He didn't see all the alternatives. He didn't look to the Lord and say, Lord, now what? In desperation, he made a deal against God's wishes. And in that desperation, the deal didn't go well. And desperation works that way. The more and more we're pushed, the less and less time, the higher and higher the stakes, the more and more desperate we become. When things become immediate and urgent and decisions are based upon what is immediate and urgent rather than what is good and more difficult, then desperation is driving the decision-making of our lives. The king chose the wrong course of action, and in the end, the whole country collapsed. And even more significantly than that, the people turned away from the Lord. Seems like now is not a time to turn away, but a time to turn back. Advent is that season where we turn back to the Lord to leave the desperation back in 2022. Advent seems like a, a time to be honest with ourselves and say, this day and that season and this part of life and that part of life, Lord, it got pretty desperate. And I thought I had it all figured out, but not so much. You said this, and I did this. You said that, and I did the other. And that created a sense of desperation that's gobbled up the peace that I'd like to have in my soul. Advent is a time to turn back to the Lord. It's a time to seek peace and pursue peace with God and peace with other people. Advent is a time to be honest with ourselves, make an honest assessment of our lives and the direction we're going, the habits that, we've, that have become a part of our behaviors, and to correct the course as we head in to the new year. If you notice in that Isaiah text, nothing connects, right? The lion and the lamb, the cobra and the child, the, it just nothing, nothing connects, nothing, nothing works, nothing, nothing is the way it's supposed to be. It's kind of like going to Disneyland and going on the Jungle Cruise and everything just being completely disconnected. And you kind of furrow your brow and go, I wonder what in the world's going on here. Why is everything not the way it's supposed to be? The lion eats the lamb. The snake attacks the children. The lions and ox don't eat grass. Oxen eat grass and lions eat oxen. Come on. You mean to tell me that when the Messiah comes, there'll be that much supernatural peace that all of the natural order will be put on its head? I think the answer is absolutely. The desperation that people feel will be given resolution as the love and the grace of the Messiah permeates the world. For Isaiah is speaking into the desperation of the people with the promise of a Messiah, and that the Messiah would not rule in this angry, brutal, militaristic way, but that he would be for his people at that time and going into the future, the Prince of Peace. 
peace that comes from God coming down and living with people, living with humanity. That's what Isaiah talks about. Christ the Messiah, he is our peace. Christ the Messiah, he comes into those desperate moments, into those desperate seasons, and he breathes out peace into our hearts and into our lives. He provides and promises his rich forgiveness for self and for others. And I don't know about you, but for me, that forgiveness is critical. There's no one more critical of me than me. And there's times where you pat me on the back and you go, that sermon was great. And I'll go, I can do better. I don't know if it was the way I was raised. I don't know if it was my psychology. I don't know what it is. But without that presence of peace and the Messiah, there's always this quiet sense of desperation in my heart that only finds resolution in Christ. And the Lord with his promise puts his arms around my shoulder and his hands under my heart and says, I love you and I forgive you and I have redeemed your desperate moments, your bad decisions, and you are mine. You see, that's the peace that we have in Jesus, that peace that passes and transcends all understanding, that cuts through the desperation, that cuts through the circumstances, that cuts through the, the, the painful seasons of life and says, no, 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 I'm here and I'm with you and I love you. And things are right with you and God because of the forgiveness delivered by the Messiah. That's the peace, the peace that Isaiah speaks of, the peace that is so foreign to the world. But the peace in our hearts that points us to the love of God for us in the Messiah, the Son of God, Jesus Christ, our Lord. And it's in the reckoning, in the reckoning of that grace, in the reckoning of that forgiveness, that the chaos of the nations and the kings and the desperations of the times find its rightful place under the feet of Jesus. And so for us, the gift of these next two weeks, the gift of, is not the, 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 the energy to get through the desperation, but it's the presence of God that allows his peace to sit in our hearts and our souls. The gift of Christmas is the gift of peace in our hearts now, here, this morning. The one person I'm not going to have any problem buying a present for is my grandson. <laughs> the problem is limiting that a little bit. <laughs> Old Papa has his things that he knows exactly what to put on the floor by the tree. And my grandson will just go absolutely bonkers. Truck, Papa? Papa? Truck? Truck? Is that a truck? Truck, Papa? Truck? Yes, crew, that's a truck. I've saved points on a system that I have for exercising and I could buy him about $250 worth of trucks. That might be a little bit of overkill for a two and a half year old. But I'm not desperate about that. But when I look at that little face and I see him run around our house, 
I'm reminded that the promises of God are not only for the here and now, but they carry beautifully into the future. And that God sent the Messiah, obviously for our desperate moments that we're in today. But Isaiah points to a day where there will be no more desperate moments, where the Prince of Peace will rule, where the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords will rule in faithfulness and justice and his rule will be marked by peace. Peace with God and peace with all people. And so as Christian people who are a part of that promise, a part of that covenantal peace, we, we, we who belong to the Lord, we have a way of looking at life that reminds us that the here and the now isn't all that's it. There's something more. There's something greater. What is here and now is temporary and fleeting. And as big and powerful as it looks, it's one day the desperation of this culture and this time will give way to the Prince of Peace. And each day, each moment is another day and moment that leads us to the eternal rule of the Prince of Peace. Isaiah says in verse 10, And in that day there shall be a root of Jesse, which shall stand for a sign of the people, to it the Gentile shall seek, and his resting place shall be called glorious. 90% and 10%. 90% and 10%. It seems to me that we spend 90% of our lives thinking about here and now. 90% going, doing, being a part of thinking through this situation, dealing with the desperation of this and the tension of that and trying to figure out how it's all going to be. And, and, and then how we become so immersed in the 90% that we become anxious and worried and upset and all uptight and out of sight. At best, at best, 90%. If we flip that a little bit and we think about what God is doing for us in the Lord Jesus and invest our time and our effort, our thoughts, our thinking, and put those desperate pieces at the feet of Jesus, perhaps that we can flip that a little bit. And the investment we make in the things of eternity will reap a benefit of peace in our hearts and peace in our lives. And the peace of Jesus then, the peace of Jesus has a way of either shielding us from that desperate moment or undergirding us through that peaceful moment to live our lives with this marvelous transcendent freedom from desperation, from fear, and from anxiety. Peace with God. And the last, little, the last little piece to think about is the peace we have among one another. Sometimes that's the hardest peace to get. I know that Jesus died for me. I know that Jesus loves me. But sometimes I'm not so sure about you. And now at the end of 2022 is a time to think about that. A time to take that peace from here and share it one to another.
to be reconciled to our brother who said something in desperation, to put our arm around that fearful person, to love and come close to someone who's isolated themselves because of so much anxiety, so that the rule of the peace of the Messiah rules not just for me, but for us. And that our community and our community, our family and our families are marked by the Prince of Peace. And then we leave the desperation of 2022, not just for us, but for others. Faith speaks words of peace. And your heart sees the day when the Prince of Peace sits on the throne. But until that day, we live by faith and hope in the Lord, and we live in peace with one another. In the name of Jesus, our Prince of Peace, amen.